Today on Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Healing. Part of trusting God is trusting that his plans are better than your plans. And I think sometimes when we have invested so much time, energy, emotions, so much of ourselves, our experiences, we start to focus on what we're losing instead of what we're gaining when things aren't working out in the way that we want them to. Hey, sis. Welcome to Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Healing. Are you hurt and confused after a recent breakup? Are you having thoughts like, I can't believe I'm here again. Why wasn't I enough for him? Or I'm never going to get married. Do you find yourself Googling how to get past the breakup or how to heal my broken heart? Do you start your morning feeling like you can finally breathe again only to fall apart when you see a picture of your ex on social media? Hey sis, I'm Candace. I too was a single Christian woman who was heartbroken but still desired marriage. I too had numerous failed relationships and wished the right man would come along. I wanted closure from past relationships, healing for my heart, and I wanted to feel joy in my life again. But the truth is, I had no idea where to start or how to make any of this happen until I found the secret, partnering with God to heal from heartbreak. In this podcast, you will find tips for moving on after breakups, growing your relationship with God, and preparing for future relationships so that you will heal your heart and be ready to move forward into the life you desire. So turn off those heartbreak songs and turn me up in those earbuds. It's time to heal, sis. Hey sis, so welcome back for another episode. I know it is Halloween, but guess what? No tricks over here, all treats. And I have such a special treat for you today. We have a special guest that's going to be joining us. Cannot wait to get into it. Before we do, of course, I want to ask you to please subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. And if you haven't left your five-star written review on Apple Podcasts, please go and do that. It really, really helps the show. And I want to remind you guys, if you're really wanting to get in with me for a heartbreak coaching session, if you are really struggling to let go of your ex and move on, trying to figure out your next steps, don't forget that you can book a heartbreak coaching session with me by going to CandaceABaddies.com forward slash services. Just a small reminder that there will be a price increase come November 6th. So now is the perfect time to do that. So can't wait to meet with you guys and really help you. Again, I want you guys to be healed and whole. And so we can figure out these steps together. So like I said, we have a special guest on today. Cannot wait for you guys to hear from her, but she's no stranger. She's been with us before. It's been about a year or so, but she joined us for episodes 19 and 21, where she uh, talked about her journey from being heartbroken and really desperate for healing all the way to a purposeful survivor. And so I will link those episodes in the show notes so that you can check them out if you haven't yet. But I'm going to let her come on because she is our favorite Jesus-loving Puerto Rican life coach. Hi, Erica. Hey, thanks for having me back. Hello, hello. Yes, yes. I am so excited to have you. So you are joining us and you're going to be talking with us about how to just really be bold in your faith, how to really make it through like tough and difficult seasons of life. And, you know, I know you've had some experience with that, but before Mm -hmm. we dig in, tell everybody who you are and what you do. 
Yeah, you said it. I'm your Jesus loving Puerto Rican life coach. And that hasn't changed. And that's great. I am first and foremost, a passionate Christ follower. I'm a wife, I'm a mom. And I'm a life coach for Christian women who struggle with anxiety or overwhelm. And I really just focus on getting more women in the word, overcoming that I don't have time obstacle and, you know, just stopping the stress and the craziness around schedules and getting things done. Wow. So needed. That's something that's so, so needed. And so let's like really dig in now. Like I want to talk about, first of all, why as Christians, is it so hard for us to trust God in our difficult seasons? Yeah, I think part of it is that we have expectations. We have desires that are very specific and it's hard for us at times to focus on the eternal perspective. We are very focused on the now, on the thing that we're in. And I don't know about you, but when you're in the thick of something, it's hard to see past the weeds in front of you. Right. And I just can remember, like, even in in relationships, I've been married going on seven years. Some of the hardest times, it was hard to, to believe that we would make it through some of those times because I could only survive enough to to get through the emotions of that day and they're draining and they're you know your your focus and your energy is so depleted and if you don't have that habit of turning to the lord for strength if you are constantly praying for it to be over instead of the grace to get through it then you you start to wonder why isn't god coming through you know but i think that we have to remember that how we pray matters and Many times we're praying for outcomes and God, yeah, he wants us to be happy, but above all, he wants us to be holy. Mm -hmm. He wants us Mm -hmm. to be like him in that he is good and worthy of good things. Right. And, and when we're sometimes praying for certain outcomes and, and hoping for certain things and have these certain desires, they might seem like good things, but it really is important to trust that God is using the hard times to refine us and to sanctify us and to to help mold us into what it is that he can use us for later. Absolutely. That's so good. We talk about that a lot here because, you know, our our listeners, our ladies here are dealing with heartbreak mm-hmm. from breakups and it's hard to see God's goodness in the midst of that hurt and pain. And Mm -hmm. so like, how do you trust God when things just, you know, they, they're not working out the way you want them to. Part of trusting God is trusting that his plans are better than your plans. And I think sometimes when we have invested so much time, energy, emotions, so much of ourselves, our experiences, we start to focus on what we're losing instead of what we're gaining when things aren't working out in the way that we want them to. And I can remember a time when I really wanted a particular relationship to work so, so, so badly. I was willing to do whatever, Candice. And I, you know, you and I went into detail about some of my past relationships last year when we spoke about um, my testimony and and kind of moving through heartbreak. But even before that, I remember my first love, I was a teenager um, and I compromised a lot of myself in an effort to make that work. 
And I wanted it to work so bad because I wanted the compromises to pay off. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes that happens in, in other areas of our lives too. Like we give a little more than we were initially willing to. And we're hoping that the payoff is actually going to be what we want it to be. It's going to be equivalent to what we believe is good, but to trust God when things aren't working out the way we want them to, we have to remember that we have such a limited understanding of things and we have such a limited view Man, you know, we can be forward thinkers, we can be visionaries, but God has the full picture. Right. Yeah. And so we have to just remember that he actually does know all the parts of us that maybe even we aren't so aware of. He knows the full scope of what's going on. He knows what is good in the long run, not just what is good or what appears to be good right now. And so remembering that he always does come through, remember that remembering that he's faithful to provide what you need and when you need it to, to work things out for the good of those who love him. We do ourselves a disservice to just set that aside and, and focus on the things that we're trying to, gain or 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 justify as the the end to what we were trying to do you know yeah. um and just coming back to kind of the initial point that i was making sometimes we do compromise on things that we said that we wouldn't or we give a little more than we initially agreed in our minds to give so mm -hmm. essentially we kind of push our own boundaries and we don't respect our own boundaries and i think part of the hard part of trusting god is having to admit that we were wrong and that honestly it sucks mm -hmm. yeah you know interesting you say that in my um the course that i have grieving the living it's i talk about reconnecting with god because you know in relationships with other people tends to be the place where we push our boundaries the most Mm -hmm. And we, you know, we, we, because like you said, we give so much, we give so much and then we want it to pay off. So we keep on giving in the hopes that something will change. Something will turn around when, you know, we realize, or sometimes don't realize that we cannot change another person, right? The yeah. only thing we have control over is our own behaviors. And yeah. so I talk about like reconnecting with God and the first step is repentance mm -hmm. because we have to be able to repent and be like, you know, what, God, I was, I was wrong for, mm -hmm. you know, compromising and not putting you first and, yes. you know, allowing this person or, you know, not even allowing this person, but making the decision to step outside of your will or mm -hmm. to sin or whatever the case is, it's not saying that you are a bad person when you do that. It is just you recognizing it and saying, God, I'm, I want to turn away from that and mm -hmm. I want to reconnect with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Repentance is not easy, but in any relationship, having that posture of humility is, a, it's a non-negotiable, mm -hmm. especially in relationship with the Lord, because it really, I mean, pride is the sin that made the devil the devil, right? Mm, yeah. So if you hold on to whatever it is that you believe, or you double down, you are essentially saying that you know more than God. Mm. And, and that is, we can't, we can't be okay with that. We can't let ourselves get to that point. And so, you know, I think community is important because if you don't have another believer, another person who shares your faith and knows the Lord and knows his character, 
and is willing to call that out in you, mm-hmm. you will tr- you will convince yourself that you are justified, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, we're talking about this and reconnecting with God and a lot of reconnecting is reading God's word and knowing what he, what he says and mm-hmm. his commands and also his promises, you know, but sometimes his commands don't make sense. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes his promises don't make sense. Like it's sometimes it's hard to see. So when you're in the thick of a difficult season, how, like, how is it, or can you share a time? Like, give us an example of a time in your life when you had to trust God at a time where it didn't make sense. Yeah. You know, it's not a relationship. Um, well, it is a relationship. It's not a romantic relationship story, but Last year, my family and I moved to Florida from California. I'm originally from New Jersey. So when we moved to California, we thought we would stay there, my husband and I. And then things started shifting around the time of the pandemic for a lot of people. But my parents are older in age and my dad got really sick. He was diagnosed with an incurable disease and it's degenerate, you know, it, it's progressive. Mm-hmm. Right. And so part of the discussions were, mom, you need help. Mm-hmm. You can't do this by yourself. I had done a lot of research. I'm a research like fanatic. And what I found was that people with the the disease he has require a lot of care. And oftentimes caregivers die from the stress. So I'm like, mom, I don't want you to die. Mm-hmm. Come to California and live with us and I'll help you. She refused. I asked her where she would live and she said, Florida, because some of our family was relocating down to Florida, as is the case with many people from New York and New Jersey. My husband wasn't so crazy about it, but we had a conversation. We prayed about it. And at the time I was going through chemo and, you know, I couldn't travel. So we made a commitment to check out the area that she was open to relocating to after I was done with treatment and everything went well. Praise God. I've been in remission for couple years and we ended up making our way down to Florida and really liked the area. I'm not going to say that I was crazy about it because I never have been crazy about Florida. It's too hot. A lot of crazy bugs. We're in South Florida. There's even crazier bugs. Mm -hmm. And so it just wasn't my dream Mm -hmm. come true, you know, but every door opened up when we said, yes, God, if you want us to move, we'll move literally every single door to the to the point that a brand new house that we were looking at, a new build, the builder dropped the price by a significant amount. And we were able to move forward with getting everything aligned. We ended up moving less than a year later when we thought it would be two. And all of the finances worked out. Everything, everything, everything worked out. We trusted God. It didn't make sense. We get here. And my parents decide that they're not going to come here. What? I didn't know that. Yeah. Candace, the heartbreak that I felt and the betrayal that I felt mm-hmm. was very deep. And I started to ask God, why did you let us come here? Mm-hmm. Because it was so much. It was so much work that went into that. It was so much sacrifice. I moved with two children, you know, it was just a lot. Right. And it was around the time that you and I met that I had moved. Mm -hmm, Um, I remember this story, but I didn't remember that they didn't come. 
so so it's you know it's in the last probably six months that that that's been the case and so I had to take time to to deal with the unforgiveness that I that I was experiencing and with the resentment and all that and it didn't make sense like it really didn't because logically all these things actually are the the right things to do that we did that you know we would both relocate all of the things that are that are what they are and i just wondered like i was really questioning god why why did you let us do this like why did you open all these doors if this wasn't even to be the case right well we had to come to a place cuz we didn't have answers at the time we had to come to a place where we were just like okay we we know that god opened all these doors everything was working out perfectly in ways that we couldn't have aligned like we couldn't have forced it mm-hmm. even if we tried and we had to believe honestly that god would just use it even though there's heartbreak even though there's distrust now even though there's that sense of betrayal we had to believe that god would even use that for good and not too long ago california passed a law i want to say in like the last couple months that any child who is identifying as trans has to be affirmed by their parents otherwise it will be considered um child abuse and they can remove the child from the home and so we're raising our children as Christians. Right. And that's not, that doesn't align with our Christian values, but the state of California doesn't care. And so we started to see changes in school curriculum Mm -hmm. and just now parents aren't even told you can't tell a parent if a child is at school and deciding to, to, you know, change their identity Mm -hmm. or how they want to identify. And so all of these things are starting to shift culturally in California and really dig at the at the nucleus right and create distrust between children and their parents and and drive a wedge and we didn't know that that was going to happen when we started planning this a couple years ago you know we did we we moved to the place that I swore I would never move to I really did when I was young I'm never going to Florida because everybody went to Florida from Jersey and New York and so the, the Lord knew that the only reason I would come here was to help my parents. Mm-hmm. Whether they came here or not, God knew what he was doing, right? And this is only one thing that's recent that I can identify, right? But we had to trust that the Lord was working it out for good mm-hmm. because it really didn't make sense. It was so upsetting. That's how much sense, like that's how much it didn't make sense. It was like enraging, you know, but when things start to kind of fall into place and you see the politics shift and you see the really crazy things that are happening and things that, that quite frankly, scare us. Right. We're like, how does that get, how is that allowed? You know, right. um, we have to just thank God that even though there was heartbreak in the process, he still, his hand was on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a key thing to remember. Like whenever we deal with, 
heartbreak of any kind, struggles and dark seasons, we often like we get upset with God and we question God, which, you know, I say it's not a problem to ask questions, you know, to mm-hmm. say ask God, because I think that's part of what the scripture is saying, you know, asking you will receive and seeking you will find. So if you're seeking yeah. and if you want answers, then yes, seek them from him, you know, ask mm-hmm. him and he'll show you, you know, those types of things. So mm-hmm. I think that's perfectly fine. Um, but it's like, you have to be able to trust God through that process, even though you're confused, even though mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to you, being able to trust him in that process of like, because his word says that I will work it together for your good. Right. Yes. That's what his word says. So it doesn't make sense. You don't know how he's going to work it together for your good, but you're trusting that he will because he said he would. It's not the outcome that you had planned. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had the same experience. Like when I'm when my heart was broken, that's not the outcome that I planned, but God had a much better plan for me, something greater in mind, you know? And so I just appreciate the fact that he graced me through the heartbreak. He graced me through that process. Um and, you know, I wanted to say to you also, it's like, because I have a lot of women who say, you know, I feel like God said that was my husband. I feel like God led mm-hmm. me here. Like, Why would he do that only for me, only for us to break up, mm-hmm. you know? And I can't always answer that question because I, I feel like that's a very personal question between that person and God as to why he allowed whatever he allowed. Mm-hmm. But when God's opening doors for you, you walk through them. You don't know what's on the other side of that. You have in your mind what you want to happen, but you walk through that door, trusting God and whatever happens. Cause I can't tell you how many times I've walked through a door saying, oh my God, this is God. He's everything's working out perfectly. And then I Mm -hmm. get on the other side and it's like something happens that just everything seems to fall apart. Mm-hmm. But, and in the end, what, for the things that I've been able to see the end of or see resolved, it's been so much better, you know, like I've, yeah. and, and it happens within us. Like you said earlier, it's for our holiness. It's to develop us. It's for us to become more Christ-like. That's right. So like, I love the way you shared that. Yeah. Yeah. I think something you said is, it stands out, right? We don't know what's on the other side and bold faith is walking through not knowing what you're walking into, mm-hmm. right? And you can have an, like an inkling of what will happen. You can have a sense for what might be on the other side, but you really don't know, especially because things shift so quickly and things happen in ways that are many times out of our control. And I think that's the hardest part is when things that are out of our control are happening because we feel helpless. We mm-hmm. feel anxious right like we're trying to grasp onto whatever we can and even that is frustrating and can lead a person to start questioning god and start to have these the temptation to feel like you can't trust him because you're still trying to have what you you thought you wanted or what you thought you were going to get and sometimes things just fall apart because there's something else that's being built but we don't have that foresight a lot of times we don't have the full picture like i said before and we just have to trust that god has a plan right and i'm in jeremiah right now and jeremiah was in his ministry for oh gosh like decades and at one point 
this is about what 20 years after Jeremiah was first commissioned and commissioned as a prophet by the Lord. He's told it's the part of Jeremiah when he's looking at the, the two baskets of figs and Jeremiah sees a basket of really good figs, the ones that like they get ripe real early. Mm -hmm. And then he sees the basket that's like, they're so bad you can't eat them. And at this point, Jeremiah knows that Judah is going to be ravaged by famine, by the sword, right? He knows that women are going to be, they're going to lose their sons. They're going to lose their husbands. You know, terrible things are going to happen. And he's warning the people. He's warning the people. And the Lord says to Jeremiah, those who are exiled are the good figs. And I'm going to actually have it underlined because I was like, this is this is so good. Mm -hmm. He said, like these good figs, this is chapter 24, verse 5. Like these good figs, I regard as good the exiles from Judah, whom I sent away from this place to the land of the Babylonians. Now, when they're getting sent away, do they think that it's good? No, uh -uh, absolutely not. No. He says, this is the Lord speaking to Jeremiah. My eyes will watch over them for their good. Mm -hmm. And I will bring them back to this land. I will build them up and not tear them down. I will plant them and not uproot them. I will give them a heart to know me that I am the Lord. They will be my people and I will be their God for they will return to me with all their heart. Mm -hmm. But in the moment, it doesn't feel good in the moment. It feels like punishment in the moment. It feels like God is against you, but it's for their good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ooh, that was good. I felt something when you were reading that, mm. <laughs> but yeah, I, oftentimes when we are in difficult seasons, walking through tests and trials, it, uh, it sucks. <laughs> There's no it other way me. around it. It sucks. And it doesn't feel good. Heartbreak obviously does not feel good. Losing the person that you love and watching them sometimes, you know, watching them go on with their lives, watching mm -hmm. them, you know, quote unquote, be happy as far as you can tell all right. of those things. It just doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. But God, if you allow him, because at that time, you have to be able to make sure that your heart stays pure. It has to mm -hmm. stay a heart of flesh and not become yeah. this stony heart, this, mm -hmm. you know, bad soil because that's when your heart hardens, not just towards that person, but it hardens towards God. And yeah, you, yeah. you know, you get, you begin to blame him. And mm -hmm. why are you doing this to me? Like, so that's good. That's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We have to be careful not to, not to falsely accuse the Lord, mm -hmm. you know, you know, <laughs> my husband and I were having that conversation about, uh, Job. And I, every time I talk about mm -hmm. Job, I say, you know, people think that Job, um, sat quietly and didn't say anything through his mm -hmm. um, whole ordeal. If, but if you've never read Job, that's what you would think. But if you read Job, Job had questions. He was upset. You know, he didn't yeah. like what happened to him. It's not like he sat quietly the whole time. Mm -hmm. And when you get, I don't remember exactly what chapter it is. Um, but when you get to the end, Job, you know, was saying all these things and, you know, just basically saying how God, you know, he's, he's not good, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like these things have happened. And so then God comes back for the, probably the last two or three chapters in Job and 
then he starts going, he's like, okay, well, I got some questions for you. Like, and you're going to, where were you? He's like, where were you? And I was like, yes. I was like, Lord, if that ever happened to me, I said, I'd be so scared if the Lord was like, you know what? I'm going to answer you and you're going to sit here and listen and you're going to answer me. I'm like, I would be like, okay, Lord, I'm sorry. I would repent immediately. (laughs) We hiding under a desk. Yes. But I'm like, you know, but it's so good because God, came in, said what he had to say, but he didn't throw Job away. You know, Mm -hmm. he still used him. He still, you know, and so in my, in my eyes, I was like, Job's faith in God was restored, but I mean, he had to walk through some things and everything that happened, it worked together for his good. Mm-hmm. It did. It worked together, it, it, but it, it's not because some people say, well, he just got replacement stuff. Like what about his kids that he lost and all that? And yeah. you know, I, I, I honestly cannot speak to that. But what I can say is that Job was a completely different person coming out of the ordeal, his holiness and his reverence and mm-hmm. the way that he, even though Christ had not yet come, you know, he had become more Christ-like, even though right. like I said, Jesus was not on his earth yet, but he had become the kind of person that, you know, we aspire to be. That's right. You know? Yeah. And yeah. so, um, and we have to realize that, that we cannot have everything and everything that we want just because we want it or just because mm-hmm. we think it's fair we have to realize that God is doing something in us and he's preparing us to go away with him someday. And Mm -hmm. that's the ultimate goal. Yeah. Yeah. There's a refining fire that we all have to walk through and trying to avoid it is honestly more painful in the long term, Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that primarily because it can, it has the potential to put a strain on your relationship with God and like alter, right. Like distort your view of him. Mm -hmm. And so holding on to, to like what you want has, the danger in that is that you are the one who is being deceived and to to having a distorted view of of the most high and it's important to put yourself in the right place and Absolutely. and when we do that you know we i think it is easier to trust that he has our good in mind and and is going to work things out and that we can trust his timing even though he does sometimes work quite slowly <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> our lives. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this conversation has been so good. And I, before you go, I want you to tell us about some of your favorite verses to hold mm-hmm. on to in tough times. Like, what can these ladies, like, you know, for people who may not know the Bible super well, mm-hmm. what verses can you give them to hold on to in this time? There are many. Um one of the verses I actually shared this today at our community day. I homeschool my daughter, and I was I'm I'm grateful I get to do devotional every week. And this one verse, it's a it's a really good one to hold on to and commit to memory. So I I want to encourage you to internalize this verse. It's in Second Corinthians chapter twelve, and it starts in verse nine. And just a little bit of background, Paul is the author of Second Corinthians, and he's sharing about a thorn in his side, right? Mm-hmm. And we, we don't know what it is, but some people think it was like a physical ailment. And he prays three times for the Lord to take it away. So um, I just opened up to it. In verse eight, three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. Verse nine, but he said to me, 
I might cry reading this because it's on time for me too. My grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. And uh, then Paul says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses in insults in hardships and persecutions and difficulties for when I am weak, then I am strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to share more, but I think that's like the one I really want to, to just camp out on. And I think we have to remember that as Christians, we're not excluded from suffering. In fact, we're told to prepare for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, you know, Katie Keene, mm-hmm. um, when I first got into homeschooling my daughter, which was earlier this year, we were kind of praying through it and trying to figure it out. It's not what I wanted to be honest, but God made it clear. He just has me, he's like twisting my arm into all these situations. <laughs> and um, I asked her, she's a special needs homeschooling mom. So it's a different beast. And mm-hmm. she has several children. And I remember asking her, how do you get through not ever having the opportunity to come down from your stress, right? And she said to me, God's grace is sufficient. And I immediately, I remember that. And she said, he always gives me just enough and never anymore. Mm, wow. Yeah. Mm, that's wow. We want more manna. We mm. want to save it for ourselves, but he's not, nah, he's trying to tell us like, you, Daily you can trust me. I'm going to yeah. give you what you need, but I'm not going to give you more. That's amazing. Yeah. I've been, I've been on daily bread a lot lately, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. just God give me my daily bread, give my child there. You know, I had been having uh, some little pre-K issues with my four-year-old. And so I'm like, Lord, give her her daily bread. Yes, amen. (laughs) You You know, my husband, even like everything, it's like, God, give us our daily bread. And that's not something I used to pray for because I guess I was like that. Like, I want enough manna to put mm-hmm. to the side, you know. That's right, but yeah. if you read in, oh, Lord, what book is that? Um, where, they, where you talk about the manna, that the, the, it goes bad <laughs> if you try yeah. to keep it. That's right. Um, the, the bugs and whatnot come and eat it up. Yep. It's no good the next day. So he gives you enough for that day. And you have to trust him. Mm-hmm. the gift to come back and provide for you again. And so right. I think that's perfect for a perfect ending to this conversation because no matter what you are going through, you know, it has not come to destroy you. It hasn't come to take you out, mm-hmm. but it is something that God will grace you to walk through and his yeah. grace is sufficient no matter how hard this this season may seem, no matter how difficult your situation is and you might be saying but Candace Erica, y'all just don't know. Like, it is really tough over here. Mm-hmm. It's really tough. Like, I have all these things coming on me. You hard pressed on all sides, sis, but you're not, you know, you ain't crushed, you're not destroyed. So you'll so the grace is sufficient for you. It you may not have enough for the next day, you may feel like, but you do have enough for today. And all you have to do is make it one day at a time one day at a time access his grace one day at a time when you wake up the next morning look forward to the next day's grace that's right you will make it know that it is available to you Mm -hmm. it's available it is oh so any last words this no i mean 
you you said it very eloquently and i'm i'm grateful that you that i can actually walk with you in life like you're actually my friend and it's a real blessing um and so i think if you take anything away from today's conversation to trust god more i think instead of praying your way out of the situation just pray that he would give you more grace mm-hmm. right so pray that you would and that you would be open to receiving it yeah, absolutely. Yeah, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yes, absolutely. Well, I have loved and enjoyed this conversation so much. And I believe that it's going to be such a blessing to every woman who listens. Um, you know, I think this is this is probably not the feel-good episode, <laughs> but I think it's like the absolutely necessary thing that somebody needs to hear on today because I was praying before before you even got on I was praying and I was like God you know Holy Spirit lead our conversation Mm -hmm. allow you know whatever woman who needs to hear this to hear this and that their ears will be open to hear this that their hearts will be open to receive this and so that is truly my prayer because this is such good and rich this is a good and rich conversation, you know, and the information is amazing. And so sis, before you go, absolutely let everybody know where they can find you and hang out with you and talk about your amazing conference that you have coming up. Yeah. So thank you again for having me. I'm, I love talking to you and I am definitely one of those people who gives it to you like it is. So it's very on brand for this conversation to have gone the way that it did. And I'm grateful that the Lord uses us in these moments. So if you are wanting to check out more of the content that I put out there, you can find me at her new strength, the podcast. Uh, I'm not on social media except for our Facebook group. And that's a free group. You can find us her strength.com forward slash community. We are gearing up for our first annual renewed conference so 2023 renewed conference is going down november 6th through november 10th and this is a virtual experience so we'll drip the presentations the sessions to a day all you have to do is register and we'll have opportunities for actual live fellowship on zoom on november 10th and we have a little incubator group community on slack where you can come and hang out with us we're going to be having our speakers come and uh, discuss their sessions and just be available to answer questions and we also are fasting that week so if the lord has been leading you to fast we will be fasting from monday until thursday evening so monday evening to thursday evening And we'll give you all the details. You can join us in prayer and just pursuing the Lord's heart for whatever it is that you are really wanting to hear from him on. And you can head to herrenewedstrength.com forward slash conference to join us. It's 100% free. Free 99, my favorite price. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more, like what what could they uh, expect at the conference? Like what kind of topics? Oh my gosh, we have so many. So the theme of the conference is your is boldness in your faith. And when we put the word out, um, we had a bunch of different types of speakers reach out. So you we we didn't take everybody, but we have 10 speakers across five days, myself included. We have 10 sessions. The first day is really focused on Bible study. So 
we have shifting your mindset about Bible study so that you can delight in Bible study. That's one session. And then the second session that day is confidence and comprehension. So understanding what you're reading. That's the first day. Second day is going to talk about creating a home you love. So you have the freedom to welcome others in hospitality. And we have an interior designer who will be presenting, you know, Danny Watson. Yeah, I must be Danny. <laughs> yes, Danny, for sure. She's amazing. Yes. Um, we have our friend Elise Rooney, who's actually from Australia, so she has a, a fantastic Amazing accent. Accent. <laughs> yeah, we can listen to her speak all day, so and soothing. she's talking about rest. Mm, yes, right, being renewed through rest, and then on day three, we've got Lisa. Changing Your Life Through Forgiveness is her session. Lisa Limehouse, and anytime Lisa speaks, I start crying. <laughs> I'm like so soft. Um, and then we have Michelle McCoy, who is a certified, a board certified holistic and functional health coach. And she's going to be talking about reclaiming your whole health God's way. Mm-hmm. Um, day three, we've got a leadership talk given by Tanya Angus Sather. Uh, Brandy Coffin is talking about habits, routines. And then we close out on day five, which is Friday, November 10th. I'm going to be speaking about steadfastness through suffering. So trusting God in the midst of trials. I'm actually going to be teaching more of an apologetics, like an intro to apologetics during that um, conversation. So it's not so much of what you and I talked about today. It'll Mm -hmm. actually be quite different. Um, And then our last but not least session is from Bonnie Jean Schaefer, who's an author and Mm -hmm. a fellow podcaster. She's talking about dealing with the darkness, Mm. shining boldly for Christ and fulfilling your God-given mission. Honestly, I didn't know what that was going to look like. And when I watched her presentation, Candice, my jaw dropped. Uh I was like, yo, (laughs) and I had shifted the order of things because of some last minute changes. And I just trusted God. It was another moment of just trusting God. I'm like, God, I don't know why Bonnie's going last. It's not a bad thing that she's going last. I feel it. But I have to put it last, like on the last day, right? And when I saw it, I'm like, this is the absolute perfect presentation to end on because it's a mic drop presentation. Ooh, girl. It's real good. Well, sounds like a powerhouse lineup. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I mean, if you're not into like if you're into one thing, any one of these, like it's worth it's worth it. And you get access for free for 30 days after. If you want lifetime access, it's like 39 bucks. And Candace has a link there. So you can definitely click on that to get access. Yeah. Well, sounds amazing, guys. So I encourage you to go and register for the conference because it's I know most of these women who's going to be speaking and they mm-hmm. are some amazing God-filled women. Yeah. I will trust them to pour into you. So go check them out. I will have a link for everything in the show notes. So go ahead and connect with Erica, register for the conference and do all the things. Okay. So sis, I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that, you know, you found something that you can hold on to as you are walking through this very difficult season in your life. And I know that God's grace is sufficient for you and he will continue to provide everything that you need day by day. All right. I love you, sis. Love you, Erica. Thank you so much for joining us. And I will talk to you again real soon, ladies. Bye. Hey, sis. Listen. 
If you've been blessed, changed, or inspired by this podcast in any way, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This is the number one way that you can thank me and show support for the show. Also, if this podcast blessed you, don't keep it to yourself. Do a quick share and bless someone else. Please know I am so grateful for each and every one of you, and I would love to hear from you. Come connect with me and other like-minded individuals in my Facebook group called Christian Women Overcoming Heartbreak and Finding Purpose. I can't wait to meet you back here really soon. Until then, remember to love the life you have while you're making it better. Love you, sis.